Welcome back to another session of the round table. People, if you will, please pull up a chair, kick your shoes off, lay on the couch. I got something special for you this evening. I'm going to be chilling with the one and only Alvin Garrett. And for those who remember Trinity 5-7, he's the man behind who, who gave them that number one nominated song for the Grammy. The one and only Alvin Garrett when we come back. Now tuned into Urban Force Media. As I said in the intro, I'm going to be bringing up, sitting on the couch here at the roundtable session, me and the guy from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Alvin Gary. What's up, baby? <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? Man, I'm just so happy to be yeah, here, man. A mic problem. I don't know what's going on with the mic. Uh, oh, man. Let's see. Let's see. What can we do with this mic? Mm, can you hear me? I can't hear you at all, man. Well, guys, Alvin Garrett. Let me give you a little background on Alvin. Like I said earlier. From Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Roll Tide area. You know how it is down there, right close to the 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 brave section of town. Mr. Garrett, he started out in church, just like most of the great singers. I think I got him coming back, but I'm gonna go ahead and finish this. Started out in church, behind Pop's leadership, doing his thing. I'm eager to find out how. He got into actually writing some of the greatest hits for some of the stars that you and I both know. Let's ask Alvin. Can you hear me? Still can't hear you, brother. Still can't hear you. <laughs> we got, we're going to get this interview, though. We're going to get this interview in. I don't know what it is, bro. Oh, man. It ain't raining down in Alabama, is it? <laughs> man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to work the bugs out of this bad boy. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to try to work the bugs out. I'm going to see what I can do to to uh, work some things on this end, see if we can get Alvin in there. Oh, man. Can you hear me? Uh, I don't know why you're not coming up on this end, though. Mm. What is the deal? What is the deal? What is the deal? Tick Cruz, somebody help me out with Alvin out here. See if we got you now, Alvin. Can you hear me now? Still nothing. Oh. Man, what is the deal? What mm -hmm. is the deal, deal? But you can hear me loud and clear, though, right? I hear you loud and clear. Wow. How do we fix this? Someone technical. Someone type in the comments, hey, how we can fix this thing. Well, if <laughs> They type if they can hear me. I wonder if they can hear me. Man, if I could read sign language, Alvin, I tell you, I, I will be a bad brother. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't read it, man. Oh man. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's do this. I tell you what, Alvin. Um, just um, go out and just try to come back in and see if that'll uh, bring you, boot you back in. Just try to go all the way out. Just try to leave totally. 
But guys, once again, I got Alvin Garrett here, uh, the gentleman who's behind one of the greatest songs uh, that, in my opinion, that Trinity 5-7 song. And um, um, it was Bring Your Praise. Bring Your Praise. And that was back in 2012 when it was a Grammy nomination. And I'm going to see if I can get Alvin to tell you a little bit more about that. Can you hear me now? Can we? Still can't hear you, brother. We still can't. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear. You. Let me ask you this here: Is are are you on a computer or a phone? Computer. Try it from your phone. See if you can go from your phone. See if that'll work. <clears throat> but he was he he was the writer behind. He wrote the song uh, "Bring Your Praise" for Trinity Five Seven. Also, he wrote for a, a gospel sensation that's, that's hitting the charts hard now. Lyle Pye in uh, Patiently Praising. The brother is, is he, he's a phenomenal writer. He's a phenomenal bassist. That's one thing that grabbed me. He's he, he's all over the place, and almost a prince, a gospel size, gospel type prince, but he's not singing gospel. Sure he can. His thing is that soul, hitting that heart. That's his thing, hitting that heart. Let's see, we got you, got, we got you now, Alvin. Let's see here. You you're still trying to plug it in? It <clears throat> as he he's still trying to plug it in, ladies and gentlemen. But he's he 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 he's he's hitting that soul. And ladies and gentlemen, I went down and did some research on Alvin, and I'm gonna tell you some of his songs, man. Going back to 2000, 2012, I was like, "Where you been? Where you been all my life, man?" I've been needing you for some of these relationships where I didn't, I couldn't come up with the words. You had the words for me, but I couldn't say it. Can Let's you see hear me? Alvin in on this. Can, Can I get you me? in on that, Alvin? Can you hear me? Man, hear me? what is the deal? How you doing, bro? Still nothing. What? I hear myself. Still nothing, bro. <laughs> nothing. It may be on your ear. How can we fix this, people? Somebody help us out. Oh, man. Can you hear me? All right, someone said he is coming through loud and clear. Let me, let me yeah, do something. Yeah. Let me do something. Alvin. Yes. yes. You you know what the problem was? What's that? Um... <laughs> Blame it on Urban Voice Media, man. <laughs> Was it on your end? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you go back to the computer? Yeah, yeah. Go back, go back to the other side, man. We we good. <laughs> good. You got me now. But see, you know what, man? I'm gonna be honest with you, Alvin. That's what happens when you're excited about being in front of a star. Oh. You 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 mess up. You know what I'm saying? You you just you just, you just do something that's just goofy. I think everybody goes through it. You know, you're going to say something goofy, you're going to do something goofy. You, you know, we say, and you were talking about coming up in church. Anytime you have a technical problem, we blame that on the devil. You see what I'm saying? The devil messed everything up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that technical devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we got it figured out now, my brother. Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who, who typed that in for me. They said, Alvin is coming through. And this is what they say. It's an album coming through loud and clear. Man, wasted, what was it, eight minutes of me sitting over here playing around. 
Mm-hmm. But Alvin, I'm gonna go back. At first, when I introduced it, I said that you know you uh, had the Grammy nomination back in 2012 mm-hmm. with uh, Trinity Five Seven. Tell me a little right. bit about that project, man. Man, you know uh, I worked on that with my man Fred Jerkins of Dark Child, and honestly, that was a time in my career where I was really just searching, searching for somebody to give me a chance to uh, get in as a writer. Honestly, just humble myself. You know, I was out there trying to produce and submit to big major labels. Um, but Fred Jerkins uh, was introduced to me, took me under his wings, and I began to be sort of his uh, right-hand man and writing and uh, got a Grammy nomination out of it from a song called Bring Your Praise with Trinity 5-7. Also got a Dove Award and a Stellar Award with uh, Dietrich Haddon and uh, a couple of uh, chart-topping hits with my man Fred Jerkins. So I always tell people, it ain't always how good you are. It's, it's who you're around and your relationships that can open up doors for you. So I'm very grateful uh, for my brother, Fred Jerks III. So who, who who actually introduced you to the industry? You know, man, it, it, it happened uh, in, in different phases. As a musician, uh, you know, playing bass, I would say, you know, coming up in church, playing with a lot in a lot of conferences. But my introduction to mainstream touring happened when my good friend Ruben Stuttered won American Idol. And that's when I was able to sort of get out on the road and tour around the country and really see how it's done on a major level as a bass guitarist and sort of evolved into a musical director for him for many years. Um, And I just learned so much being out on the road in that way. But I also got a chance to just really meet a lot of people, see how the record industry works. Um, While I was working on my skills and talents as a writer and a producer, I was able to be exposed to it just by, uh, again, another relationship. Around around what time period was this? Oh, let's say around 2003 was when uh, Ruben Stutter won American Idol, and I was able to go on tour with him in 2004, and I mean 2003, 2004, uh, touring with American Idol tour as the bass guitarist. And from there, man, just kind of, I saw it as a paid internship, you know, learned about touring, got got out front and shadowed the sound, man. I mean, it, it was so much knowledge uh, being a young in the industry, being able to see it on that level and so um that that gave me sort of a foundation to know what i was working towards as a writer and as an artist for myself so now as i get out on the road and do my own touring i know so much about it because i was able to learn uh through proximity starting back in the early 2000s um what was it in, in reference to writing uh cultivating the art of playing the bass guitar which one came easiest for you was it the guitar or actually writing well i say i started so i started so young playing bass and i was at 11 years old when my dad bought me my first guitar at on for my birthday at the uh, age of 11. and from there you know my hands were so small i couldn't even like play it right i had to kind of play it with two hands and so i just grew up and it was just something that i love to do i'm uh, just sitting with my ear to the radio learning and playing by ear. Uh, So I won't say that it was easy, but it was something that came naturally to me because I just dove all the way in as a young person and just continued all the way up through adulthood. Um, And and, and in terms of writing, I'll say I've always been sort of a lyricist. I love poetry. um, And I just had to learn the art of writing good songs and how to apply my natural talent uh, to just good melodies and song structure. And that developed over the years once I really started taking it serious um, around, like you say, around that same time in the early 2000s. And I got to give a shout out to my man, PJ Morton, 
PJ Morton is, is the one that actually inspired me to start taking songwriting very seriously when I was in a band with him called Freestyle Nation around that same time. And PJ Morton and I met uh, in the gospel world, became friends, and I was in a band with him. Uh, and so just spending time with him, talking about songwriting, the process of songwriting, I will say he was and still is a mentor to me. You know, he, he being a Grammy award winning artist now, so proud of him after all these 20 years of, of grinding. And um, he's the one that told me, he said, hey, keep singing your songs till they sing them back to you. And that didn't quite <laughs> seem uh, like what I wanted to hear in the early 2000s. But now when I perform and people sing my songs melody for melody, not just word for word, but riff for riff, I go back to my roots. Um, of my good friend saying, hey, you just keep singing your song and eventually they'll sing it back to you. That's awesome. 2012, um, your debut album came out, Expose yeah. Yourself. Mm -hmm. Were you, were you in since since you had, had dabbled with uh, R&B with Ruben and you did what you did with Trinity 5-7, were you like, should I go gospel? Should I go R&B? Was, was, was you on the shelf with that? I never really saw it as a struggle, as an either or choice. It was for me, music has always been music. I have a certain um, level of values that guide me um, love, respect, hope, um, decency. So even in all of the RB music that I write, there's a certain level of uh, chivalry um, baked into it. So you'll never hear me desecrating women in my RB records. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've always just been a man full of love and, and, and decency. And I kind of like to say I'm a gentleman. So however I approach that and love comes from above. So there's no disconnect for me. And, and that's, and I think I'm free in that way because I wasn't raised to be religious. I was raised to have a relationship with God. And so I never felt any type of conviction or like I was doing something wrong to be writing songs in multiple genres. And so uh, long as I feel comfortable in that and so on expose yourself although that's a very sensual record if you listen to it it's definitely made for love making but you can hear the tone and you can see that i'm talking to a woman my woman not I, a room full of women i said it earlier uh i needed you some years ago <laughs> I <really did. laughs> when i went and listened to some of my elders you know i would listen to music uh -huh. I don't, don't listen to you then, Alvin. I, I really would. Yeah. <laughs> and you would have helped me tremendously back then. Yes. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and everybody watching, go listen to the Expose Yourself and you'll see exactly what he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> Behind the scenes, backstage, Alvin had asked me uh, what song did I like? And I'm like, really? I mean, where do I start? I uh, mean, I mean, I haven't listened to all the albums, but what I did listen to, and guys, I'm going to run it down for you as to the ones that I liked. And the ones I liked was Something's Different This Time, mm. My Gift to You, It Feels So Good, of course, The Likeness of Love, which is the debut he got out now, By Myself. Now, By mm. Myself, that's me. Yes. That's a lot of us. Mm. Tell me about by myself. What 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 gave you the um what made you want to sit down and do that one? Well, honestly, man, um uh, that that's I call that my life song. You know, I feel like everybody has a song or a story, and that song is my story. You know, when I 
uh, decided that I wanted to um, really, really pursue the music business and pursue being a writer. And as I kept evolving and wanting to be more and more, I would find that rejection. You keep getting told no, or people want you to be what you already were. So for instance, being such a great bass player, when I decided I wanted to produce and write, people would say, why don't you just be a bass player? Literally. And then after becoming a great songwriter, you know, and pushing past that, I said, well, I want to be my, I want to be an artist. Like, well, why you want to be an artist? Just be a great songwriter. <laughs> so, and so I, I found it at some point frustrating that the people that I would help at one level of my life wouldn't help me get to the next one because they were so comfortable and entrenched in who I already was. And so I got to that point where I'm like, hey, if you're not going to help me, I'm going to go on by myself. And so that song really, really uh, uh, encapsulates that frustration, but that determination to say, look, I have enough in me now. I know I need help. I know I can't do this on my own, but I'm not going to stand still. And this song is not addressed to you, what I say outsiders. It's addressed to people close to me <laughs> that you expect to give you a helping hand, that you expect to open doors, you know, that you expect to partner with you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and at first when I wrote it, it was rooted in a determining nation and frustration. But as I grew into the song, what I realized is that nobody can open up my doors for me. Right. Only the man above can open the doors for me, but he can introduce me to people like yourself who can help get me one step closer to my dream, you know, and find people along the way as I move forward by myself that can help me in phases. And so I stopped depending on other human beings to do something that only the universe could give to me. So it's a very powerful song, man. And it touched so many people in their own way because it spoke to that place in them that says, hey, I, I can do this. Even if I got to wake up and do it by myself, if the bank don't give me a loan, I'm going to save my money. You know what I'm saying? If, mm -hmm. if, if the label won't give me a deal, I'll put out my own music. However it is, that song sums up my personality it sums up my determination and it connects to so many people in that way. Albert, let's do this. Let's let's give the people just a sample of by myself. Let's do give it. them a little bit of what you really, really meant when you said, you know what, I'm by myself.
telling you. <laughs> Where you been all my life, bro? God. <laughs> It'll do that to you, won't it? You just don't understand, Alvin. You don't understand, man. Mm. So many of us been needing you, man. So many of us. Wow. <sighs> man, that, that, that means that means a lot because uh I had to find peace as I've got as I waited my turn to get to this point building this big long catalog of great music um, i always had to keep it in my heart that when my time comes people will need me you know what i'm saying i've always felt that just keep making this type of music because not a lot of people can you know a lot of people can sing a lot of people can write a lot of people can entertain but there's not a lot of people with my soul not a lot of people with my uh story my conviction that could reach um listeners the way that i do i say it's just going to be a matter of time um, before I'm needed in this industry. So thank you for what you're saying. Um, but I've been waiting a long time for my turn to, for people to hear me and hear my music for the purpose of inspiring and encouraging, um, and not just through gospel and religion, but just through that passion that's in me. Um, I'm gonna step on that, what you just stated, gospel and religion. Um, the sound that you had in that song You've heard it more than a million times. It's almost like your coaches were Al Green and, of course, Sam Cooke mm -hmm. and possibly Otis Redden. Yeah. Um, are those two guys or three guys, guys that you said, you know what, I, I, I love the way they write. I love the way they sound. And you you doctored yourself up under that. Uh, here's the, the most honest and transparent answer I can give you to that. Growing up, I didn't even listen as much to those gentlemen that I um, sound like. I listened to the bass guitar. I focused on bass guitar because uh, that was my passion growing up. I just believe I have that spirit. And when I sang this song, um, it something unlocked in me. It was already there. And I didn't realize that I sounded like them. This was just my song. And then when everybody heard it, they started making the comparisons. And then I went and did a little bit more studying and saying, well, what are people hearing in me that reminds them of these iconic soul singers and figures of soul? And that's when I really started digging in and listening and seeing, okay, I do have that same spirit. <laughs> I am sort of uh, connected to them in that way. Um, but I, I, I didn't fashion myself after them on purpose. Of course, I heard Sam Cooke and Al Green um, but I also heard Marvin Gaye. I also heard Luther Vandross. So I, I wasn't trying to fashion myself after any singer because honestly, I didn't even see myself as a singer. <laughs> uh, it, it was just, you know, less than 10 years ago that I actually started working to become a professional vocalist so and redefining myself as a vocalist. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you, you didn't sing no songs in the choir when you was playing the guitar? No, sir. No, sir. Wow. I didn't even sing in choirs. I was the bass player and I'm, I'm a bad boy. I'm telling you, I'm a bad boy on bass. So it took everybody by surprise that knew me when I started singing. So, <laughs> you see, I, ladies and gentlemen, believe Alvin when he say he's a bad boy. Cause look at this right here. <laughs> Happy as he can be. Yes. And I, he, he joking around, but right here, oh, he's sweating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that right there look like that's in church right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that was in church. 
You went he way was, back with that one. <laughs> he wasn't playing. So when he say he learned that a long time ago, yeah. He's for oh, real, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The real deal, Alvin Garrett, right here at the roundtable session. Alvin, uh, earlier you mentioned that you you we, we mentioned that you work with uh, Trinity uh, Five Seven, also Ruben Stoddard, also Joe. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Fantasia, mm. right out of Charlotte. Come I'm on. trying to get her to do a show with me now. We gotta get that money right. <laughs> you also stated Diedrich Hatton and also Jordan Knight. Yeah, Jordan Knight and Noel Gordine and several other people. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I stayed at it and started to get a little opportunity to get recognized by my peers. And uh, certainly, Joe was one of my favorite artists to work with. Had about four chart topping singles with him. Um, I'd rather have a love, you know, love and sex part one and part two featuring uh, Fantasia Kelly Rowland, song called If You Lose Her, and had a lot of um, album records with him as well. But he was one of those artists that I was a fan of, just as a person. I, I'm just a fan of Joe. So, you know, as a writer, you're like, man, if I could ever write a song for this person, I know my music would make it. And so that was kind of like a dream come true uh, to get connected with him and to get the type of respect uh, that I got from him as a, as a fellow writer and artist and a lot of people don't know this, but um, I, I talked to him one time and we didn't work together in the studio. I actually submitted all of my music through the producer that I was working with. And I met him one time in Birmingham. And he said, man, he said, man, I don't know how you're doing what you're doing, but keep doing it. And I was always surprised that he never really changed any of my melodies. So I'm sitting back thinking, OK, Joe about to rip this apart. He's going to tear this up. But he never changed anything. It was maybe 95% of every song I submitted to Joe was exactly how I sent it, which shocked me because I figured he would modify it. Um, but he told me personally, he said, man, your melodies are, and your arrangements are so well done. I didn't want to undo anything. You know what I mean? And so for somebody like that to encourage me to keep writing and to keep doing what I'm doing, and to say, I didn't want to change your stuff. <laughs> that was like the greatest compliment uh, from someone that I look up to in this music um, business as a vocalist and as a writer. So uh, that's that's one of my favorite stories that I like to tell people. Joe had done a uh, cover of one of my all time. I don't really have that many European favorite singers, but he did a cover of Adele's Hello. Mm. I would play, Alvin, I'm going to tell you, I would play his hello, then her hello. His hello, then her hello for about maybe five, six hours while Ooh. I'm working. Yeah. Wow. That's how much I loved it. Yeah. And uh, when I listened to the lyrics of her songs and listened to the lyrics of your songs, you would say that, and, and she did a lot of her own writing as well, like you do your right, own writing. Uh -huh. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, those come once every blue moon i ain't gonna say a lifetime because there are a lot of blue moons those right. come once in a blue moon those who can write and sing their own material and be great at it and that's right. what you are alvin you're great at what you do my brother normally <laughs> great and i say this because of this right here i brought up the cover information in reference to joe and adele it's because there's a guy that goes by the name of k-e-m mm. kim yes i would love to hear kim 
through a cover of your. And I only feel comfortable in saying this because you write for other people of by myself. Ooh. Kim, when you see this or the A&Rs for Kim, whoever his publicist is, ask Kim to pull. Don't ask Kim. Give Kim Alvin Garrett's by myself and mm. ask him if he will please do a cover of by myself Ooh. i told you backstage we were gonna uh i was gonna say something for you at the end we ain't <laughs> at the end but i just had to bring that out but i'm gonna come i'm coming back we're gonna come back to kim we're gonna come back to kim yeah wow we're gonna get off the kim for a moment all right alvin um as time went on you know with all that's going on with black lives matter uh, the police brutality, the uh, injustices in the urban black community. When George Floyd, when that tragedy happened, you wrote a song. Um, I'm just gonna let you talk about that. Well, it, it, the song was called Something, Something Different, Different This Time. And when all of that happened, of course, uh, you know, I had my own feelings and um, outrage, but that wasn't my first time, as it wasn't uh, many Black Americans' first time feeling that same outrage every time we hear or see something happen to our fellow brothers and sisters. We feel the same outrage, but this time around, uh, the rest of the world saw it. And so there was this collective, what's different this time? You know, why do y'all care this time when you saw the commercials, you got all the emails from all these corporations, you saw uh, a white consciousness that you never saw before. It felt like something was different this time. And for me, that began a journey to want to find out what is different. Is it because of this pandemic where we are all at that point in time running from the same virus, feeling the same fear, um, having the same level of humanity? for the first time in, in I know my lifetime, maybe in history, where we're all afraid of the same thing. And so maybe it was the consciousness of human fear that allowed the rest of the world to see that differently, to slow down and see it differently. I don't know, but something was certainly different that time. And so that's what led to me expressing um, my feelings in that beautiful song called Something's Different This Time. You had wrote a piece, you said, after the George Floyd murder and being in a pandemic i wrote the album called awakening and when i re witnessed the murder of george floyd in the aftermath i felt the rush of sadness and disappointment the same disappointment i've always felt when this happens that's deep man that's deep mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the i'm gonna let the people hear just a little piece of that uh something's different this time You think by now we'd be through with this? I'll sing it if you want me to. I'll sing it. Oh, 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 something's 
That's a wonderful piece, man. It's a wonderful piece. Mm. One thing so I like about the the album that you have out now, um, and I'm glad you did that. The this album here, the lightness of love. The one thing I like about that album is you don't have 12 million songs on there. You have just enough songs. If it was a record, eight on one side, eight on the other side, we good to go. <laughs> not 32 on this side and 32 on that side right the right amount you took it all the way back and said hey we're gonna give them 16 good songs and let them have it out <laughs> and actually ladies and gentlemen here's here, check out this list right here guys actually my thought it wasn't 16 it's was 11 11 yeah. yeah so you talking um five or six on one side five on the other side hmm and that's an album, ladies and gentlemen. That's an album. I mean, that's an album. You can say, you know what? It got to be good. It got to be good. Because he saved the other 88 songs for the album number did, album number did, and album number that. I don't get it, album, but I ain't here to hate on none of the artists out there. I love them all. Mm. <clears throat> uh, there's something different about this time right here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I think you know what, man. When I make records, I want the listener to turn it on and let it play. Turn it on and let it play. I'm very meticulous about not only the tempo of the songs in the order they're in, but the message and the story. So when you those eleven songs, when you turn it on, it's gonna take you on a journey, and then you're gonna put it on repeat, and it's gonna take you on a journey again. But it, it it's just to the point. It's it's concise. And, and it says exactly what I want it to say about the experience I want people to have when they listen to the record. And so um, I take, you know, as my own A&R, <laughs> I take very seriously uh, being true to the experience of my listeners. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll have songs that I really, really, really want people to hear, but they throw the energy off of the record or the album. And I just I just set it aside and say, maybe some other time. Uh, so because like you say, even in this project, there were three or four concepts that I had that I was like, oh, that, these are great, but it just would have thrown the balance off. And so I just had to, you know, we'll wait, <laughs> you know, for some other time. So um, I, I take that very seriously. Do you have songs that you've written and you, after you submitted them over, you're like, man, I should have kept that song. <laughs> Honestly, no, 
know, uh, my my uh, one of my mentor, Fred Jerkin, said, "Hey, man, we don't get married to songs. We don't marry songs." <laughs> uh, basically, like, don't get married to a song. Just write another one. Like, your best song is always still in you, and that's the way we have to think about it. Like, even by myself. Now, other people wanted that song, but I knew that one was for me, so I held on to that one. So. If it's a song that I love that much that I feel is for me as an artist, I just won't won't license it to anybody. Um, but once I let it go, I'm done with it in a sense of I it's for that artist. And even in my writing, I really focus on the artist to make sure I tailor the song and the melody so that it can become their song. You got to sing it. It's got to be authentic to you. So I study the people that I work with so that if I'm going to collaborate with them, that it doesn't sound like Alvin Garrett, but it has the Alvin Garrett DNA. And um, I give this example when I'm working with other artists so that they can relax and, re and understand I'm not trying to take over. I say, hey, we're here to make Kool-Aid. The song is the, is the jug of water. You know, you come with your Kool-Aid color. Yeah, you might be grape flavor. I might be strawberry flavor, but I'm not here to make this Kool-Aid purple. It's gonna be red, it's gonna look like you, but it's gonna taste sweet because I'm the sugar. So when I when I it's gonna be sweet because all I'm gonna do is be the sugar. You ain't got to see me. You gonna taste me. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Alvin, comedy ain't in the that ain't in, in your forte either, is it? I got a little bit of see that. See that? Yeah, you and preacher son. They all they all got it. <laughs> Y'all see everything. That's right. <laughs> Quick question, Alvin. The quickest song you ever wrote, how quick was it? Song called Flowers on my latest project, Flowers. And I literally sang that song on my voice recorder about 90% exactly how it is on the album. Wow. I literally turned it on, turned on my voice recorder, sang the song out, never wrote a lyric down, just sang the song out. And then went back and tweaked, you know, tweaked it a little bit here or there. That is hands down the fastest I've ever written a song, meaning the song was just there. <laughs> uh huh. And that was less than four minutes, less than four minutes. And I'm not making that up. Now, this, this may go back into what you're saying. You have to fill out the artist. But what is what, what do you find easier to write, uh, gospel or soul? Equally, they're both equally. Um, this to me, they're both the same. Um, I, I know, I know the word. Right? I, I I know how to pull scriptures in when I need to pull scripture. Um, but my process is the same for both. I I focus on what I want to say in a song, who's my audience, so that I can connect to them with that purpose for the song, and then how I do it in terms of my production style, my melodies, and all that stuff. You know, that's my style. But I always it's the same to me, you know, um, when I want to write like the song patiently praising, you know, my man told me that, Hey, we writing songs, uh, to encourage people going through breast cancer. That was the purpose of the project. And so I just simply put myself in the mindset of a person getting some bad news, uh, about a bad diagnosis and how would that feel and what, what scripture would that, would that person go to for encouragement in that moment? And that's the place that I wrote that song from. So I, I try to use empathy as a uh, as a source of, of inspiration and creativity for me on either side. And so 
when I say I, I can't write about, you know, vulgarity and, and, and drugs, I can't write about that kind of stuff because it doesn't connect with the core of who I am. You know, I don't knock other people that do that because that's their art. But for me, if I can't empathize and put myself in the shoes of an emotion, of a person's experience, then I just won't write about it, you know? And um, and I do have my own personal experience um, in my relationship with God, so I can write from that place. And I have a relationship with love. I have a relationship with hope. I have a relationship with disappointment and fears. I, I, I embrace my emotions. And so I use the same process uh, to write um, good songs about it. Okay. March of this year, you performed uh, at the Selma Bridge Crossing. Uh, mm -hmm. It's an annual event there in Montgomery. What was that like for you? It, it was an honor, man. And uh, what's so interesting is uh, on the 50th in 2015, when I released By Myself, that's when the movie Selma had just came out and that was so big. And um, the song with uh, Common and John Legend, uh, Glory was really big. And people just started hearing by myself and they were like, man, by myself should be in the movie. It should be in the movie. And I, I was just too late. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those songs that was just, I just missed the boat and I didn't get a chance to perform um, in Selma for the uh, bridge crossing. When, when it was huge, you know, worldwide, you had Obama, I think Obama might've been there that year. It was just ridiculous. And I was outside looking in mm -hmm. and I always said, man, I still feel like I'm supposed to be connected. I feel like that's a place for me. Like that's an experience I want to be a part of. And then just this year, you know, I was one of the keynote performers, had a chance to record two original videos for the virtual broadcast, um, a song called It Starts in the Heart. Uh, as well as the By Myself video. And I uh, performed uh, for their uh, Unity Breakfast. So it, it, was, uh, it was a dream come true in that it may not have been my time back then, but it was my time this year. And that was a lesson in patience and endurance. And so uh, it, it, it wasn't just special because of what it means in the history of what we've endured to get the rights that we have today um, as Black Americans. It was a personal triumph for me that I was able to um, have music and continue to make the type of music uh, until it was my turn to be a part of such an um, uh, honored tradition. I know that. Now, uh, John Lewis, he passed before that, right? He did. He did. Yeah. He, did he pass last year or the early part of this year? I think, you, you know what, don't, don't make me miss it. But, yeah, but it was, before, it was before the Selma Bridge Crossing, for sure. Mm -hmm. I know that would have been real great, man, for, for one of the pioneers of him and you being there. I mean, still, I know you enjoyed it and it was a great thing just to be a part of it. Yeah. We had touched early in reference to your latest project, The um, the Lightness of Love. <clears throat> and um, it's called The Lightness of Love Deluxe. What, what does that mean? Well, this is actually the re-release of The Lightness of Love Um so I released The Lightness of Love on my birthday, February 5th, and there was seven songs. And, you know, of course, that's still in sort of the height of the pandemic. So I was just doing sort of uh, live stream concerts uh, and productions. So I was like, man, I really want to tour with this music. I loved it so much. I was like, I want to get on stage and get in front of human beings with this music. I didn't want to let it go. So I stayed in that same lane and just added four new songs. 
and just released a deluxe version of the album and made it 11 songs. And so now I'm out touring, I'm out performing, and people are loving, loving uh, this music you know, um, live, being performed live with me and my band. So I really just was like, man, let me extend this thing because I, I don't let it go until I get to perform this music. You said that as if you were shocked. <laughs> are you shocked that people are, are gravitating you and loving you the way they're loving you? You know what, man? I'll say this. I'm one of those people who spent so much time in the background making everybody else great that I didn't realize they were coming to see me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't hear myself the way other people heard me. Like, because it, I'm me. And so I was very insecure at first as a, as a performing artist because I've been behind so many great artists, either as a writer, as a musical director, so when it was my turn, it was, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was nervous. I was judging myself, feeling like every bad note I felt I hit, <laughs> I would just beat myself up. And, and I think a lot of people can can attest to that, um, that I didn't quite accept myself um, for as good as I other people felt I was. But during this pandemic, just having time to just sit, be alone, um, not having to carry anybody else, I was able to hear myself and fall in love with my own voice. And mm. that song, Something's Different This Time, that whole album, I made it for me. I, at that point, I was like, I don't care who liked this. This is, I love listening to this. You know, Lightness of Love, same thing. I was like, man, if nobody ever listens to this, I love it. I finally love how I sound. And I finally love how I'm singing. And I just relaxed. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not surprised that people love it, but I don't care. And if that makes sense, right, right. as an artist, I don't care. Previously, as I was developing as an artist, I really cared what people right. thought. And it created tension and anxiety for me. So until I got to the place where I'm like, no, 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 I love this. I hope you do, but I don't care. I'm going to sing it. The same way in front of 10,000 people as I sing it in my kitchen. And right. that's where I am now. That's awesome. This right here, I feel there's, um, I don't see, well, so far I haven't heard one song that no one's not going to like or love. Uh, they're going to either like it or they're going to either love it. Every last one of the 11 songs. And I'm not saying that because Alvin is on the uh, round table session. I'm saying it because I'm a musician myself. Oh, really? And, um, mm -hmm. And when you hear good music, because you said it earlier, because people always ask, what can you play? And I'm like, I play music. Mm. Music is music. You can play anything. If you're a musician, you can play anything under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be as best as what Prince can play, but hey, you can play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're a musician. But Alvin, let's do this right here. Let's give the people uh let's 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 let them actually see because we put that on the screen show them what the uh, music was let's let them actually see that one video
something about you takes me away. Oh, your glow, you shine every day. Relaxing like we're in an oasis. There's no fuss and no fight. There's no wrong. It's alright with you. So when I'm with you, girl, it feels like paradise. Is that look in your eyes? Let's be known. Girl, I know that it's love. It's the light of love. So delightful love. Take a bite of love. It takes me away. Stop right there on the pretty toes showing. <clears throat> Do you sometimes see your videos and you say, "Hey, I can't believe that's me." Yeah, yeah. You kind, you kind of really get taken away and get caught up in the moment, and then when you look back at it, you're like, "Wow, wow!" Like that's that's me. That's me. Yeah. It's it's a, it's an humbling experience, man. You know. Uh, I'm 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 just never going to get comf get used to this. You know what I mean? Um, I just always want to stay humble and and just you know just be grateful for every experience that I get doing something that I love. You know what I mean? And making music. And I think sometimes people reach a certain level of success and they start feeling entitled, and they lose so much when you get to that point, man. Mm -hmm. I just, and I'm just I'm never going to get there. I'm just going to always be grateful. Uh, that I have been blessed to do this and uh, to make videos, make music, um, and and have people like you listening to my music and appreciating it. So it's great. It's great. Still, um, now I like that tempo there. That uh, when I first heard it, I'm, I you know I'm like, wow. I could see you on stage, <clears throat> either opening up or even closing. Uh, That's before the open. That's the open. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I, I I can hear it. You know, so many different people, just like. Um, I can hear, as I said earlier, I would love to hear Kim do the cover of uh, By Myself, but I would love to see you, Maxwell, Ooh. and Kim, all three on stage. Mm. I don't care who opens. I don't care who closes. I just want to see all three of y'all. And it'd be great, Alvin, if you can write a song for you. Of course, Maxwell writes something. Kim writes as well. That all three of y'all sit down together. 
You see what that is? Man. That's magic. You you gonna hurt somebody with that one. That, that's a secret garden. That's <laughs> magic, man. You, Maxwell, and Kim, man, shut it down. Come on, quit playing. Oh, man, it, it'd just be over. It'd be yeah, over. Yeah. Just, just, just call me. Dial 911. I'm done. I'm done. I can't move. <laughs> I can't move no more. What's wrong? I just can't, I'm dramatized. I can't move. <laughs> You you just put something in the atmosphere, sun in the universe. You just you just you just set something in motion. That's but no, you, Alba, I'm being real with you. When I first heard your music, that's what I heard. I heard I want to see him. I want to see Maxwell. I want to see Kim. That's what I heard. Man, that I'm saying honestly, bro, to put me in a category with those two gentlemen is just absolutely amazing because. They they stand their music stands the test of time. Of course, you know I'm a huge fan of Maxwell of all of his music, Kim, and they are and they are consistent, and they're always giving you music, time after time, year after year, that never lets you down as a listener, right? You know Kim is never gonna make you feel like golly why he why he did that or Maxwell why did he do that? They evolve but they evolve as who they are and the experience they give you as a listener. So for you to say, hey man, I'm getting the Alvin Garrett experience and I'm comparing you and want to see you in this space with gentlemen like that, man, that's an honor. <laughs> uh, that's an honor. Your music uh, made me gravitate to you and also something else that you're involved in and that's the Danon Project. Yeah. Tell the viewers more about the Danon Project. Well, uh, the Dannon Project is a, a workforce development agency, a social services agency uh, that focuses primarily on reentry services and workforce development for at-risk uh, population, youth and young adult and adult population here in Birmingham and several other states uh, like, I mean, like South Carolina, Houston, Texas, Montgomery, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and growing. And, and I... Uh, the Danon Project has always been supportive of my band and my music throughout the years. Um, but when I developed a songwriting program called The Right Life, um, the Danon Project embraced my program and brought me in to teach it to um, our participants and found that uh, my curriculum and my songwriting therapy program was just a big hit with the participants. During the pandemic, uh, the relationship just grew and strengthened and I um, began to work more closely with the Danon project and, and that, that program, the right life uh, really, I was thinking that I was helping and changing our participants, but they were changing me um, just their stories on um, their um, ability to triumph over some of the worst and most trying circumstances and to see people go from, what I call jail to jewels <laughs> uh, to see the stories and the redemption happening right before your eyes. And to be a part of that really, really changed me and gave me um, more purpose for what I do. And to just see and learn how many of, uh, how many people actually listen to my song. I'll tell you, I had a couple of guys like, man, I listened to your song in prison. Like I had a little radio and I would listen to by myself in prison. And that got me through, you know, to know that somebody, uh, you know, associates you and your music to helping them get through a prison sentence. Uh, a couple of my participants even um, helped them get through some very depressing, even suicidal thoughts, listening to my music and then to meet me in person and say, wow, I didn't even know you lived here. Um, the Danon Project, um, over 8,000 people 
uh, served over the past 20 years and I'm coming on strong um, here now working with the Danon Project uh, here in Birmingham and, and using my platform to just tell everybody the great work that we're doing, um, DanonProject.org. So this is my mission, uh, 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 something I get to do to give back and to um, influence and, and, and um, inspire other people who look in the uh, you know, get their lives on the right track. So I'm really proud to be a part of that. That's a great honor that you that you have, that you're giving that back to the youth and to the community. You had said earlier in reference to someone in prison, you helped them out uh, through your music. Alvin, I said it earlier, even though they were in behind bars and they felt, you know, like they had no one, they had nowhere to go and they couldn't go nowhere. I said it to you earlier. Where were you earlier? Because I needed you because mm. I was in a mental prison mm. outside of the bars. And when I heard by myself, I needed that song then. Cause at that time I felt like I was by myself. You know, mm. I had no one to turn to, even though I did, but I felt like on the inside, I had no one to turn to. And I felt like I was in a prison. Wow. So, and the one video you you got two videos out with uh, by myself. Uh, the one video is with you. I think you were at a ball park or ball field or somewhere, and you yeah. standing beside a gentleman. And he said he had a gun, and he had it locked and loaded, and was about to shoot it, and heard your song, and he told you, you saved him. Ooh, man, let me tell you, like I, I I've been through a lot you know, as a, as an artist and as a independent business person. And just even with that song, like nobody, no record label would help me promote that song. Nobody would give me any money to help promote the song, but I just heard God saying, saying, just sing the song, just sing the song. Man, I sang that song in people's backyards. I went to nursing homes. I went to schools. I went to churches. Anybody that would let me sing that song, I sang it for, for years. And then in 2019, I sang it that day that was July around July 4th in Jackson, Mississippi, about 4,000 people. And this one guy just ran me down. And when he told me that sh that story that I showed on that video, I literally sat in my car and cried. And I cried the whole night because I felt like that was my reason, right? Not for Grammys, not for Billboard, none of that. His life was the reason I sang that song. And it all came crashing down and I felt oh, this sort of well done kind of feeling like mm. and I heard a lot of testimonies, but it was like, if I didn't sing that song, if I didn't push through, he wouldn't be here right now. And, mm -hmm. and, D and Dino, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dino, Dino stays in contact with me, man. You know, my man, he, 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 t he hits me on Facebook. He's always watching. He say fly high, my brother fly high and whenever he's feeling down he lets me know i'm listening to your music and he thanks me all the time for who i am and what i do and i tell him i said you meant as much to me as i meant to you because you you helped me keep pushing past how difficult it is out here with this kind of music and to it to know that, that my music saved a life it rejuvenated me man it rejuvenated me to get me to this point where i can get to you <laughs> <laughs> and mm -hmm. you say, oh, man, where have you been? Well, I just been pushing through and, um, you know, I'm one of dudes that get a little emotional and stuff like that. But just yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. What, yeah. label, what, what label are you on right now? Uh, my own. Uh, Heal Entertainment. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah, um, heal entertainment. And if you don't mind, I like to tell everybody what that means. H-I-L-L, heal. And it says, because of hope, I have the inspiration to pursue what I love at the risk of loss. You can't get on the heel if you're afraid to take a nail. Heel entertainment. You have to get on that heel, keep climbing. Uh, and so that's what it is all about. My hope inspires me to pursue what I love at the risk of loss. I can't get on the heel if I'm afraid to take a nail. How can others uh, find you other than what's on the screen there? How how can people find you? Oh, man. AlvinGarrett.com on social media. The Alvin Garrett. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. The Alvin Garrett. I love to connect. And certainly on AlvinGarrett.com and with the information that you see right there. Uh, we're going to be doing some touring. Hopefully we'll be uh, heading up the coast, just getting things going, getting touching a few spots, hopefully to have a really, really busy 2022. How, how is, as far as uh, booking the shows right now, how, how are things working for you with the promoters? Things are going, things are going well, yeah. you know. Um, people have known me as something else for so long <laughs> that I'm, I'm really, right now, I'll say I'm just taking a new artist approach, even though I've been around I'm taking a new artist approach. Just put me on stage. And I always tell people, I say, hey, just get me on the stage. Um, they're going to get you're going to ask me to come back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I, you, you know, you're going to ask me to come back because I'm laying it all out there and I'm, and I'm leaving it all on the stage. And so right now, man, I got a good group of guys um, in my band and, you know, we just hit the road. We go. Where we need to go. And um, and as promoters start uh, taking taking a look and and. We even book our own shows and promote our own shows. You know what I mean? I'm just one of those kind of people where I'm not going to ever wait. You know, I'm going by myself kind of guy. <laughs> you know, so we'll we go into uh, different cities. We might book a school and 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 you know do a concert for for the community in a school in a small town. Um, at the end of the day, regardless of whether anybody calls me or not, we're still going. You know what I mean? That's just my that's my philosophy. With with you uh, on your own label. How difficult have it been for you to get the radio to start uh, pumping your music? Uh, well, I, I'll say over the years, I've, I've had a good team of people who helped me reach the stations that would play my music. And so I just kept going back to the ones that would play it. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I won't say that I've been able to get a, a as an artist, one of those top 10 records, top 20. That hasn't happened for me yet. <laughs> But I've I've gotten into the 40s and the high 30s on Billboard, and that's um, due to a lot of um, stations in the Southeast and the Midwest that have supported my music. Who who whose listeners like to hear my music, and, and it all started with by myself, and the, just the request started coming in. So uh, they always say, "Man, you got another one for us." You know, our people love that Alvin Air music, and they tell me, "He's like, man, you might be the only record in our playlist like yours." You know, so whenever I release singles and music, it stands out because it's it's unique. And so um, I have a lot of program directors who've been very supportive simply because they want to give their listeners just that dose of uh, inspiration and soul in um in the playlist that they have. So have you been to Charlotte yet? Matter of fact, I'm going to be in Charlotte on the 21st of November. Come on now. Write <laughs> this down, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all heard it. All right, Charlotte. Y'all heard the, it at the tavern, a spot called the tavern. We just started uh, putting that together this week, and um, 
looking to do a nice little run, hopefully Atlanta, South Carolina, Charlotte, but definitely Charlotte on the 21st of November. I'll be at the Tavern. All right. Live in color. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, I don't, I don't know if it's a little too early or not, maybe uh, next, uh, in the year two, 2022, we can get you to come back to Charlotte under my promotion and what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the reason why I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm gonna definitely come out on the 21st and uh and and get that pound from you, man. Got to get it. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, man. I've been to Charlotte, uh, but it was with my band. We we did in 2019 before the pandemic, we did the uh 40th anniversary of police union ball. Mm-hmm. Uh so I work with a couple of people with the city. We've been up there for uh League of Cities, some other government, you know, corporate type things with my band. So I've, I got a few people up in Charlotte that I've seen over the years, but I'm excited to come back as an artist performing my music. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. So, I, okay, we got it. We got to connect. We're gonna we gonna do that. Most of that. We're gonna we're gonna stay in contact, ladies and gentlemen. Usually, Alva, I, I end the show with uh, my outro, but <sighs> there's two songs that uh, was was close to me. Also, my gift, my gift to you. That's what it is. My gift to you. That was mm-hmm. real tight on me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play that song as we go out. You sure you don't want me to sing it? I, I'm just trying to figure out why you don't want me to sing the song. Well, hey, you got the stage, buddy. I got the stage. Can I sing my song? <laughs> All right. This is gonna be better than playing the song. You get your. It's all of you. Whatever you want, just make a list. I'll be your deliverer. Wrap it in a kiss. Whatever you need. Just write it down. I'll make you happy that I keep on December 25th. You and me will like a holiday every day. You or me, you've been my everything. This is my history. Whatever you need, you can have it in me, it's my gift to you. Love and you, this is my gift to you. This is my gift to you. Whatever you need, you yeah. can have it in me, it's my gift to you. My gift, love and you. Open the earth, take a look inside. I'll be your adventure girl Pick and choose your surprise Hold on to the packaging Only for your ride There's no need for rushing me Cause you got me for life Oh, and me Been like a holiday Every day you for me, you've been my everything. So, this is my gift to you. Whatever you need, you 
can have it and make his mind to you. My gift to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a little bit more before we go. Listen here. Take me here I am. Take me oh. in your hands. Yeah. Take me every part. Why don't you take me? Here's my heart. This is my gift to you. Yeah. Whatever you can have it. November 21st. Can't wait to meet you, my brother. Yes, sir. Until then, keep them pipes doing what they're doing. And we'll see you, brother. My brother. Thank you so much. Be good.